Well, Ulysses, even as good as the Tampa Bay Rays are in 2023, you can't, at the end of the day, win them all. No, you can't, especially when it's a team that has shown the big leaps that they've done in development. Let's talk about it. Start right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. We're over a thousand subscribers. Thank you for all the work you all have done to listen, subscribe, and check that out. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime with a mailbag question, comment, concern, hot take, lockdownrays at gmail.com. We may actually be doing a special mailbag episode with Evan Klosky for a Friday episode. So if you want to have your voice heard, send us a voice memo into that email address, lockdownrays at gmail.com. And uh, you might get the opportunity to hear yourself on air. Uh, all right, without further ado, the Tampa Bay Rays lose to the Baltimore Orioles by a score of four to two. The Rays fall to 29 and eight, and the Orioles improve to 23 and 13. Ulysses, thoughts on this game besides the fact that the Rays grounded into, I think, 73 double plays in this game? 75. 75. Oh, okay. I miscounted. I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's okay. There were so many that it was hard to count uh, them all. Uh, yeah, that was that was definitely one of the biggest frustrations um, of the game. I think the, the Rays basically had, they, they had, instead of 27 outs, it was like 18 outs that they were yeah. playing. Exactly. Yeah. I think I, I, I had it, but I don't have it in front of me. I think it was one, uh, one for 10 men in scoring position. Uh, the race last night. Uh, um, let's see. I've got it up. Uh, you they do? left nine on base and they went 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Uh, Yandy Diaz grounded into three double plays and Taylor Walls grounded into a double play. It certainly didn't help that Grayson Rodriguez had his changeup working where the race just rolled over on that with the ground uh, ball. So I'll tell you, the, the Orioles are fun to watch, man. Yeah, they're fun to like. Let's. Let, let me take the, the, the TV hat off for a minute, and, and I hope that you do too, Locked on Race listeners. just Let's just be objective here. They're fun to watch, the Orioles. They're really good. That's, they're refreshing. It, they're, it's, it's nice to see what they do after a five, six, seven-year rebuild. It's, it's like about time that they're starting to click on all cylinders with it, the pitching staff and the offensive side of the ball and, and the young players that are dynamic and versatile. And uh, they've got some budding stars and, and some really good role players as well. This is going to be a team to watch for the next half decade, 10 years at least, because it's not just this current core and group right now. I mean, you look at the top prospects list and they've got another like seven, eight guys on you know, any top 100 prospect sure. that you look at, whether it's MLB or fan graphs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to go that route because then that's okay. just prospect hugging. And uh, that's like, fair. Right now, like, but they, they've got they've got reinforcements on the way. That it's could, not just, hey, that this could is, be something. 
This yes. is the finished product. Yeah. Yes. Th th those guys could be something, but they're not sure things. Jorge Mateo looks like the sure thing. He is a slick guy with the glove, and he's doing it with 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 the bat this year. Adley Rutschman is a superstar, people. By the way, like he has it all. I mean, he's a switch hitter. He can call a good game. He uh, he's a, a, a quarterback behind the the, the dish, and also kind of looks like an Adonis too. He's kind of like a mini glass now. I don't know if yeah. you guys can agree with me, but he, he kind of has the, the tattered glass now vibes. You know, you can burn me in the comments if you think that I'm wrong. Um, and then Grayson Rodriguez yesterday, uh, he stepped up. He has that nasty curveball, change up like you said, and a heavy fastball. Like it it just looks like a bowling ball. Like it's, this guy's good. He's going to be good for, for a, a lot of years. I, they're a fun team. They're very solid. So yes, does the does the loss, you know, give us a little bit of a uh, of, of a of a hangover loss? Yeah, of, of course it does. You, now that the team is winning like basically every day, every loss is like, oh man, could, couldn't they have right. won that? Yeah, but they're a solid team, man. There, there's nothing to hang your head uh, about. They're really good. The Orioles are really good. Uh, they really are. And Adley Rushman, I'm glad you brought him up. He's, I think, the franchise cornerstone at the catcher position that the Orioles hoped Matt Wieters would be years yes. ago. Matt Wieters was a good player, solid player. Yeah. I don't think ever materialized into what everybody expected and thought of him. Adley Rushman is already that guy and is going to continue to be that guy going forward. Uh, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So head over to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E. Com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic re uh, epic rewards. Again, that is called SoRare.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to start playing today. All right. Um, despite the Rays losing by a score of 4-2, to two, there were some positives to glean from this game. For example, Wander Franco launching an up-and-in 99-mile-an-hour fastball, quick hands getting the ball rolling first for the Rays. I honestly thought that that was like the jump of, all right, the Rays are going to get on top of Grace yeah. Rodriguez. They're going to hand it to the rookie, and it's going to be you know, a 6-2 win or something like that. Alas, of course, that didn't happen. I thought that um, you know that would spark plug the team going forward. But and not only Wander getting the home run there, but also in the same game he can steal a bag and and uh, reach on an infield air like he just does it all just about every single game. And then speaking of home runs, Taylor Walls also getting his sixth homer of the year, uh, launching a bomb as well. I I gotta tell you, first the Wander. Quick hands. I, I I think we need to get the the thesaurus here because quick is is too slow. Understand what that was. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Like he is. 
I mean, this guy was just made in a lab. Like he is a freak of baseball. It's it's so cool to watch him play. It, it's like sometimes he's like above it. You know, it, it it's you you should not be doing that to ninety nine inside in your kitchen. And he yeah. did. Um, and again, you mentioned the speed. He's that sp- power speed combination. He's it seems like he's unlocked that power. But someone who's unlocked, and I want to take some time here with, is Taylor Walls. Uh, it it has been an incredible uh, start for for his 2023 season. Uh, he's only played in 26 games, uh, so that's 96 plate appearances. But I want you to got I want you guys to 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 see the the contrast from last year to this year. Last year he had eight bombs in over 400 um, plate appearances. He already has six, so too shy. Uh, in in the stolen base department, he had ten last year. He already has six. The yeah. walk percentage from eleven point two percent, which was already good, it's increased to twelve point five percent. Awesome, he's taking his walks. The strikeout rate, which was at twenty five point eight percent, pretty high for a guy that's not giving you a lot of popper production. It's gone down to twenty one point nine percent. Fantastic, he is eliminating those strikeouts. And lastly, the BABIP. He wasn't a BABIP. Uh, a friend last year at 221, it was it was rather low. Right now he's at 286. Yeah, which is r- kind of in the sweet spot of telling me that he's not getting killed nor aided b- by by Babbitt luck. So I mean, when you look at his numbers, a 265 average, 365 on base, 542 slug. I don't think the slug is the slugging is going to remain that way. Like if I had green right. skittles, I'm not going to put my money there. But everything else seems to be pretty remarkable and, and, and pretty sustainable. I'm 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 excited uh, about Taylor Walls. I am cautious of of putting too much hope uh, because you know the, the larger sample size tells you that he is not this guy. But if he keeps doing this, man, it's going to be very difficult to not want to play him a lot, which. Can you agree with me, Kevin? I mean, hey, disagree with me too. But there has been so much vitriol lately against Brendan Lau that now anti-social media race uh, managers are are going off and saying like, I would rather Brendan Lau take the, uh, I'd rather Taylor Walls uh, take the the spot than Brendan Lau. Can you can you yeah. help me tell them that it's a, just a little bit too early to do that? That forty plate appearances of a slump for Brendan Lau does not make Taylor Walls the successor. Yeah, uh, and this is typical Brandon Lau. This is what he does. He goes on a heater. He goes on, you know, a run where he's impossible to get out for a couple weeks. And then after that, he looks like the coldest guy in baseball. Like, you you know, he's, you know, been sitting in the the cryo chamber too long. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's funny with, and I mean, if we're talking about Brandon Lau, he drew a six-pitch walk, pinch hit. Or yeah, yeah, uh, pinch hitter, six pitch walk. So he's got that going for him. But Taylor Walls, I think it's just an example of. And as he was going through the minor league system and got the call up, he was known as more of a gap to gap guy. He could work a count, plate discipline. He had all the other tools defensively and base running. Just a well rounded, just a solid ball player that you expect drafted out of a blue blood program, Florida State University. You know, second, third round where. He, wherever he was taken. But I think Taylor Walls is a good example of you have to give these 
guys time to cook and marinate and find their footing. I think, um, you know, Taylor Walls probably in 2022 was forced into a position he wasn't quite ready for. I mean, who Mm -hmm. really expected him to play 142 games and have 466 plate appearances? Also add on to the fact that his entire life, entire career, what was he? He was a shortstop. And now during that time frame, during that era, as you're trying to get acclimated to the big leagues, you have the the front office and the coaching staff telling you, we need you to learn for uh, second base. We need you to learn third base. And we need you to continue to, you know, fill in at, at shortstop when need be. There's a lot that's going on that he's trying to get adjusted to. And in addition to, oh, these guys are, are throwing harder and better and nastier than any other level I've, I've been at. So I feel like for him, it was drinking from a fire hose at multiple levels, at multiple facets. And I think a lot of guys, it, it takes, give them 500, 600, 700 plate appearances over the course yes. of a couple of years and see where they're at. I, I agree completely. Now, talking about preparation, it, you've prepared one way to be a starting shortstop at, at Florida state. And then in the minors, once you're in, in the big leagues, you, your preparation already has to go up a notch yes. because it's the toughest competition that you're ever going to be. But then now you have to up even your preparation more if you're handling different positions, because you have to, uh, you know, get ready to, to see how the ball comes off when you're at third versus when you're short versus when you're at second, where you need to be positioned, especially if you're the race and, and, and you like to move defensively, maybe not so much this year, but last year, he definitely had to learn a lot of that. So it, it, it takes time. I'm still, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm not uh, bullish on, on that. But you know what? I am bullish about seeing the race play tonight against the Orioles. At 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Beeks is going to uh, open the game. Then Chirinus is going to follow. And you can catch every pitch of the race hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Rays. What do you, uh, what do you think about the Beeks-Chirinos combination for the, the third and final game of this series? I mean, that's kind of the, the card that, the Rays have been dealt. No, I, I like what I've seen from Torinos. I think that um, he's coming into his own, and I don't know if he'll ever, uh, ever return to the form that he was uh, before he got hurt, but I think he could be a guy that the Rays continue to mold and refine and, and maybe work out to, hey, we can rely on you for a good five and dive outing. So I, yeah. I like the, the lefty-righty matchup. I think it's... It's on par with what the Rays could and should do, quite frankly. I, I am very encouraged with what uh, Johnny did. I mean, he had five solid innings against the Yankees um, in the in the Saturday game. Uh, I Beeks has good stuff. Of course he does. I I like not putting him in huge situations. High so leverage, I, late innings. Yeah, I think given tr- again, trying to find what works out best yes. for him. And I think this might be a good way to continue to build his confidence, just like on, um, you know, just put him in, in spots where he has an opportunity to be successful. And I think this is the time and the opportunity to do that. And the, uh, the, the Rays should have um, help on their side because despite the loss, they only use Zach Eflin and Chase Anderson. Yeah. So they should have, they should be able to mix and match and use what they need as they see fit to, to hopefully get a series win. 
And guess what? They will have a fresh arm, right? Because they did just sign a recently DFA'd lefty from the Chicago White Sox, Jake Diekman. Yes. Um, so I don't know if it's been formally announced as of yet. I don't think so. But if Chase Anderson can be in Omaha, Nebraska, and in less than 24 hours, he's pitching at the Trop, getting a three-inning save, I would believe that Jake Diekman is possibly going to be rerouted to Baltimore to, to meet the team. And so not a great season uh, slash decent for Jake Diekman, yeah. but anytime that there's a, a, a raise move on the pitching side, uh, it's, it's uh universe. Take the wheel. I don't, I don't care anymore. They right. know what they're doing. I, I mean, they could they could probably make me throw a sweeper, you know. Right. And I could and I and I can't throw harder than fifty miles an hour. So they're 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 amazing. Now, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate all the time with with all the moves that they make. But I do like this sense of urgency. They get Javi. We need we need bullpen help. Boom. Okay. Let's let's see Javi Guerra uh, can 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 do something for us. Ooh. Let's see if Chase Anderson can do something for us. Ooh. Let's see if Jake Diekman yeah. can do something for us. Like I, 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 I very much appreciate that the front office is making moves on the bullpen uh, because that is, you know, if 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 you're just looking at the skeleton of this team, everything looks very healthy. Everything looks awesome. The bullpen is is the one that that needs some taking care of, and they're doing that. Yeah, I'm. Uh... Interested in the Jake Diekman move. I mean, historically, he's had trouble with walks, but he's got a nasty repertoire from the left side. And I know he's struggled the past couple of years, most recently with Chicago. But it seems like everybody in Chicago with the White Sox in 2023 is struggling and, and having issues. And sometimes it's just, hey, put me in a, a winning environment, a fun culture, and I can get my head on straight. And I think that's what the Rays are maybe going to try to express to Jake Diekman and maybe one of those things of, hey, attack the zone more, use a little bit more of this pitch, use a little bit less of this pitch, and voila, you have magic. So, um, yeah. and I could see him, uh, you know, having a, a positive role for this team. Whenever the Rays acquire a reliever, um, just ignore the line, ignore what their career ERA is, ignore what they did recently, just just know that um, they're probably going to get them to pitch better than they have anywhere else. So, um, I, I mean, I, I like the stuff. I like the approach. Yes. At the very least, you're you're bringing a guy with 12 years of experience into that bull or yeah, into that bullpen and onto that roster for a little bit to to provide some wisdom going forward. I don't know Tim if he's on the team past the All Star break, but you got to try something. You, and they're trying multiple things, which I like. Again, and I know some people are going to be like, "Wow, you're you're trying Javi Guerra, Chase Anderson, and Jake Diekman." Like, you know, th these are the moves that they're making. Yeah, but when it's the Rays and when it's talking about pitching, like, you don't necessarily need to get like the big acquisition yet. Lewis I mean, Head, it, people. Lewis Head. Can we, have we not learned Oliver Drake? People, like, we yeah. can just go on down the list. Of yes, the, the yeah. dozens, so, literally dozens of no namers that have played a role. Would I enjoy having a lockdown guy that they get and it's like, here you go, here's the ball and you are going to get the three outs and I'm going to put my feet up and I'm going to put my arms and, and uh, uh, behind my head and just enjoy the next three outs? Yeah, that would be fantastic. But those guys are few and far between. 
and they're going to cost a pretty penny uh, right now with either salary or with prospects. So I think the Rays are just trying to to make do right now until Fairbanks comes out, comes back, which is fine and dandy. And look, when with Jake Diekman, like he's got such nasty stuff, it might be a a quote unquote simple fix of just saying like, hey, trust your stuff. Don't try to get cute and paint the corners. Just yeah. you, your stuff is so nasty. You can throw 97 in the middle and they're not going to hit it. Just, you know, trust your breaking uh, balls and, 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 and it'll be fine. Like that's one of the things that the, the Rays have um, changed in the approach in the last few years with their pitching uh, staff. It's trust your stuff, hit the middle of the glove and your, your, your stuff will work. I know the pitches will break where they need to. So it can be something like that. He kind of gives me, again, he's not as much of a complete product by any means and isn't in this guy's stratosphere as far as what he's accomplished, but similar body type and look and aesthetic of Chris Sale. Not not bad. Not bad. All right, I'll throw I, that I, I can see the the wild the the wildness and the and the wiriness. Yeah. Should yeah. we um I mean, again, I'm going to bring this up twice in two days, but the whole uh, WFAN sports radio calling the race success cheating. It's, uh, it's, it's Sure, sure. Yeah. Let's get it's, it out of the way. That they say that there's something fishy going on, that how are the Rays this good with this many quote-unquote crappy players? You, you know why it, it's it's so illegitimate, that argument? It's because he says it's illegitimate in his own argument. He literally says, I have no evidence. Oh, okay. So you're just spewing bleach. He's a gas bag. Like, that's what it is. I mean, you've got, first of all, I mean, we have enough with 22 to 30 minutes to fill every day. These guys have to fill four, five, six hours every day. So you're going to say nonsensical BS at some point. It's, but, but the thing is like, uh, if you would have come in with, well, actually, you know, at, at, at the trop they're, they're allowing X amount of runs and they're hitting uh fastballs at, a, at an alarmist rate. And, you know, breaking balls are being hit for a 400 average and slugging at seven, like give me something yeah. like that. And I'd be like, okay, at least they did research. It's still crap, yeah. but at least they did the research, but just to like, say it in front of a mic saying i have no evidence but they're definitely doing that i hate okay rant time you got me you got me you triggered me um i i do i cannot stand look as a baseball number one guy i cannot stand i i i it's one of my you know bleeping hates of this world is to listen to people that say they're a baseball fan when I very well know that for them it's football, football, football. I I, I cannot stand it. I I, I, oh, yeah. I I have been in this country for 20 years and I have seen how football has just taken over the landscape in the last two decades. It's been unreal. And so I really the the baseball quote unquote purist, which I'm and I'm not using it as like a I'm a boomer thing, but like baseball purists is in like their baseball number one sport to be talked about the sport to about somebody that I know is can't can't wait to talk about the Jets and can't wait to talk about the New York Giants and all that crap. Like 
I, I can't stand it. Yeah. It's one of my it's it's one of the things I hate is listening to people that are not baseball number one talking about baseball. I hate it. And these guys are gas bags that they would not understand uh, something as simple as a walk rate. Right. Yeah. You you ask them what um, Woba is in their head spins. Babip. What's not saying that we're again, know what I'm not, is. You know, like, trying to throw it in their face or anything, but you're right. It's it's football first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and then uh, what the Knicks are doing basically. And yeah, you know. exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, so like I, I'd get it more if, hey, you know what? Um, the Rays, they were benefited by having all their spring training home games at the Trop. Like I would understand that argument of like that's unfair and that's led to their burst. But sure. this idea, it, it's just what what they both said, Evan Roberts and Craig Carton, was totally off the wall. You know, maybe the Rays are just – smarter and more prepared than every other organization in baseball, particularly the New York Mets and the New York Yankees that just throw money at a problem and throw money at veterans that have a uh, declining curve in production curve, as opposed to the Rays, their young players who have an upward, upwardly mobile uh, learning curve. Um, and I, I think the Rays have, have untapped something with with their hitting approach and attacking early and focusing on launch angle and barreling and um that they were just they 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 years of drafting developing getting ready for these rules changes it's it's working out um i mean quite frankly if i'm being honest what the rays have done this year is absolutely absolutely amazing this may be a little bit of hyperbole but i'll say it anyway the, the fact that the 2018 Rays roster won 90 games, like that's almost as amazing as what the Rays are doing right now. That crap roster where Matt Duffy led the team in plate appearances to get 9-0. Um, so I'll just throw that out there. But yeah, it's just nonsense I, I, what's, what's happened. I Hyperbole, but it's, it's tongue-in-cheek, and we're all about tongue-in-cheek here. Um, yeah. Look, I'm not even asking for them to to know that the, the race hitting uh, uh, approach has changed this, this uh, during spring training. Like I'm not even, go I'm not asking them to be that in depth. If you want in depth stuff like that, well, you know, listen to a, a race podcast, such as locked on race that we are tuned in to the team every day. Um, so I'm not asking them to know that, but if you just know the baseball landscape, you know that this organization has gone to the playoffs four years in a row you know that this organization went to the world series in 2020 you know that this organization won a hundred games in 2021 you know that this organization has not had an overturn of roster since 2022 which basically their two biggest bats were off the reservation for a hundred plus games together um you shouldn't know that like that's just that's broad strokes that's what you should know about, you know, a team, especially like I'm not asking you to know about the Kansas City Royals in like like that because they're a non-competitor uh, in, in the landscape. But the Rays, if if you've made the playoffs four years in a row, you should know a little about them, just like we know more about the Yankees than about the Colorado Rockies. Of course we are. Um, so that's what's that's what really got me is the fact that like. You know nothing about baseball. And, and, and then they go like, oh, I know baseball. No, you don't. You played Little League 40 years ago. 
And and because you had that that game winning single when you were seven, you're still holding on to that participation trophy. I'm yeah. sorry, bud. No, very good rant. I think uh, you summed it up perfectly. And I'll just add this. I mean, not to be, uh, you know, total hater here, but I know some of the local Tampa Bay sports radio hosts are getting involved in this spat with these guys from New York. It's like, stop. You don't have to get into a Twitter argument or rant. It's like, don't we have bigger things to worry about? I'll debate Tampa Bay sports with you all day, every day. Shut up. Go do your laundry. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't want to call out anybody, any names, but like the response videos by uh, some Tampa Bay sports radio host is just as dreadful as the drivel that the New York host have put out. Just say, Hey, y'all were wrong. Y'all were stupid. That's it. You don't have to, you know, start uh, a civil war or something like that because, um, you know, it's not worth it again that, you know, uh, Christian Bethencourt and Taylor Walls aren't good players. It's not worth it because they came out with no numbers. They came out with no evidence. He even yeah. says no evidence. It's it's just drivel. It's just um, controversial takes just to take off some 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 Twitter interactions. And, and hey, it worked. We're talking about them. So, hey, I, yeah. I guess it, it, it worked. Uh, but you know what? Hey. I, I hope that it's dead. Um, and, and, and we can move on from it because it's again, very good word. Kevin. Hey, at least very I appreciate that. The fact that they're talking about the race, at least they're giving the race, some um, some spotlight there. So maybe that encourages somebody in New York or wherever to look up the race and that, you know, get somebody to become a fan of Wander Franco or something. And you can look up the race today as they play the Orioles tonight at 6 40 PM. Again, Beeks and Chirinos are going to be the duo, dynamic duo for the race. Uh, catch every pitch of the race hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search race. Yes. Um, Rays, sue for slander. Do it. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking up some of the money quotes here. Uh, there's something suspicious about what the Rays are doing. They're probably cheating. Um, yeah. All right. So there we go. Dribble, dribble. Yes, uh, that's fair. All right, so we took care of that. Um, hopefully the Rays get the uh, W tonight. Who? I have not even looked ahead. Who do the Rays play starting on Thursday? Ooh, I think it's the New York Yankees, Kevin. Oh, wow. How about that? <laughs> well, you know, when you – and. Who knows if uh, John Carlos Staten's going to be again? You just have a bunch of aging guys that are getting hurt all the time. The Rays offense, everybody's healthy, everybody's agile, everybody's mobile, everybody's ready to play uh, game one through game 162. That could change. I mean, guys could go down like flies, but at least you have the offense all healthy together at once, and we see the effect that that's having thus far so all right uh thank you for making the lockdown race podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen uh the lockdown race podcast be an everydayer listen to us each and every day twice on sunday if you prefer um we are over a thousand subscribers we appreciate that now the next duty uh the next mission if you all can um give us a, a review on spotify or apple podcast give us a five-star rating and just 
type in a little review. It doesn't have to be lengthy. Uh, it doesn't, be, uh, doesn't have to be a, a J.R. Tolkien novel, but just a, a quick shout out or two. We would really appreciate that. That's my next goal. Let's get to, you know, 100 ratings and a bunch of reviews on uh, the, uh, Sounds the good Apple to me. podcast and Spotify uh, system. So, all right. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.